Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Almost 30. We're glad you're here. It's Lindsay and Krista. We are together. We're in New York City. We're matching. We We're have matching. white kicks Dude. and full black outfits. Didn't plan it. It's all good. Always matching. We're always, always matching. Twins. We used to go on tour for the pod years ago and we would always have matching outfits. From Rent the Runway. From Rent the Oh my or, God. Our Rent the, the Yes, yeah. our Rent the Runway game was crazy. It was crazy. I thought it was good. It was amazing. It was actually important because we'd be in like Toronto and then like Austin or something. Yeah. So I needed to have like a fur jacket, like a fake fur jacket yeah. and then like cowboy boots. Like you had to have all the different types of aesthetics for where we would go. So I would do run the runway. And we would, we did so many photo shoots back in the day and I don't, I hope that doesn't come off weird, but it was like almost like excess where we'd Completely. be like, let's do a photo shoot before the event. Let's do a photo shoot. And we're like, let's I was do a Nashville photo shoot. running a we're tight like, ship huh? at that point. <laughs> I was killing us. Literally killing us. Like, I'd be like, okay, 8 a.m., we're going to go to Barry's. And then after that, we're going to do, like, two hours of You're work. You're like, why isn't anyone meditating? Literally. And I, then I'd be like, okay, we're going to meet someone to do interviews on their show. And then we're going to, like, have five calls. And then we're going to do a photo shoot, uh, a uh, glam photo shoot. And then we're going to go to have a live show. Really? Where we're going to, like, like, stay three hours late out. to I talk can't. to everybody. Yeah, dude, to like crazy. prove that we're worthy <laughs> had to do it though we had to do it had to do it had to learn i was so tired doing that but yeah it was the best honestly being on tour i don't know why i just <laughs> so weird <laughs> it's okay do you have an out-of-body mom brain how's mom brain is mom brain real oh wow it is real and i like didn't want to admit it i didn't want to yeah, I didn't don't want to feed the narrative it. yeah mm -hmm. i didn't want to feed the narrative and it's absolutely 100 percent real and it started during pregnancy and it definitely, I would say got, I was going to say got worse, but it just got more interesting. What, it, what is the experience here. of mom brain? This, it's kind of like a blankness totally. at times. And I experienced that before, but this is like, I think because my focus and like my psychic space is taken up differently now mm -hmm. with baby and in ways that I probably don't even know, you know. Because he came for me and he exists now. And I'm like, this is, it's just wild. Mm -hmm. So when I'm talking to Sean in particular sometimes, like I have to really, I kind of have to gather myself before having a normal ass conversation mm -hmm. because it just, and it can feel like really not shameful, but like embarrassing almost because mm -hmm. I'm like, where am I? Yeah. But I'm in other worlds. I'd say okay. mom brain is equivalent to when I overdose on gluten. Because <laughs> sometimes, dude, I'll be like, I don't even know. I know. You can't make thoughts sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like I was saying when I was in Europe, I went hard with gluten. And there was days when I couldn't get out of bed. And I never was someone that was like gluten free or gluten whatever. You should start a campaign because everyone says, go to Europe, eat gluten. I think it was London. And London oh, doesn't yeah. have the good. Got it. Spain was fine. But all my friends are all gluten-free, and I'd be, like, so annoyed at dinners. I'm like, dude, everybody just fucking chill. 
But then at the end, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm GF too. <laughs> okay, I was like, we're all GF. Dude. Because I could not, my brain was not functioning. That's so wild. After eating all of it. Grain brain, baby. It was, it was grain brain. Mm -hmm. I was not well. Olivia is, Natalia is, everyone I was traveling with. Wow. Courtney is, Victoria is. So it was actually nice because then I could be with them and they could kind of How long does it take a group like that to order from a restaurant? Oh, I mean, Courtney is like asking for labels in the back. Like she went in one time. I'm talking about Courtney, our friend, Real Foodology, who is really like an advocate for yes. health and kind of she's understanding amazing. what's in You'll our food labels. So much. One time I was going to Soho for a meeting in London and she's like, I'm going to go to McDonald's and ask them for their like ingredient list. So she like goes incognito into McDonald's and asks them to like see their ingredients wow. of things. And is it different than the U.S.? Yeah, totally different wow. than the U.S. But in London, it was interesting and. They have a lot of grapeseed oil, rapeseed oil, sunflower oil. There's a lot of oils and everything, uh -huh. which is something that people are talking about now is like something that's super inflammatory. I've started saying that I'm allergic to canola oil. That's a good one. Like with restaurants where I'm that's like, hey, one. are you cooking with – yeah, because otherwise I'm like – Yeah. If you say you're allergic, that's like serious. Yeah. In Europe, they were actually very mindful of people being gluten intolerant or gluten-free. Like every restaurant was like – very cool about it. Every restaurant asked. Cool. It was very interesting. Interesting. Because I feel okay. like here it's a little more, people are a little more. Eye roll. Eye roll with it. Yeah. yeah. But everyone there was like, no, like, oh, are cool. you, is it a preference or an intolerance? Mm -hmm. Whatever. But when you said about the mom brain not wanting it to be real, I was thinking about, I was in London with Olivia, organic Olivia. Mm -hmm. And when she landed, I was like, oh, you're probably going to be tired because you jet lag. She's like, it's not real. I was like, okay. She's like, it's not real. I'm like, okay. And then the next day she was up at like two, couldn't sleep. <laughs> I'm like, is this jet lag or not? I know you don't want it to be real. Sometimes I feel like we've overcome jet lag. Like many. 100%. Yeah. I, I didn't have it, it depends, at all coming back. I think it depends on like where you're going, where you're coming back from. Mine depends on hydration. Oh, yeah. If I'm hydrated, if I yeah. use Element, if I use whatever hydration, yeah. I actually will not experience jet lag. So I'll have honestly 200 ounces of water on yep. my flight or coming back and it changes the game that's so true and then i just allow myself to these are jet lag tips everybody <laughs> for my travelers i also to allow myself to adjust naturally so if i get up yep. at 4 a.m i'll just get up at 4 a.m i'll work i'll go to bed early and just kind of slowly gradually adjust mm -hmm. and just not freak out about it totally i think that's the thing is people are just like oh what am i doing just get totally. up and do your thing yeah i was in this is going to be like a line that I say probably often. I was in the mom's group and they were talking about when you adjust babies, like two different totally. time zones. And it's like, it is a severe fear of mothers. They're like, what did you do? Like, I'm just nervous that we'll never get back on schedule. Like, I'm, will my entire vacation be like ruined? And you're like, for sure. Okay. I forgot that this is going to be like a thing. For sure. Yeah. I mean, but I can also only you could probably just like babies nap, like toddlers yeah, nap. Yeah, they're like so sleeping just, all like, the time. Just kind of let it run. No, though, I wouldn't even traveling. Yeah, traveling with a child would be a totally different game. Yeah, probably not as much of a vacation, but yeah, yeah. it like could or I don't I even know. know. But I think it's important. Like I, I want to do it early so that like I can kind of get my legs with it. And yeah, be so anxious and have them be used to it. Exactly. See how it is. Yeah. Today on the podcast, we have Lori Ladd, which I'm so really excited. excited about. I think we've been trying to get her on for a while. We have. Maybe since like 2021. Yes, I agree. Something like that. Yeah. And it just like hasn't, hasn't aligned, worked. But it always is the perfect timing. Yeah. For anyone that's just a podcaster, does anything, just tr trust the timing of your life. Truly.
trust the timing of your life. But we were connected to her through Danielle Page, who's a friend of the pod. She's the best. And so it was really perfect that she came. I got to meet her in person and I loved her. We dropped in for literally an hour wow. before the podcast. So we were talking for forever. She's super cool. She's like super on mission. She's super on purpose. She's a spiritual teacher. She's an author. She has a YouTube channel. And she's someone that really wants to support people in their conscious evolution. So she talks a lot about consciousness. She talks a lot about this journey as spiritual beings that we're on. And it was really fascinating to talk with her just about what's going on in the collective and what's going on in the world in 2023, moving into 2024 from like a spiritual perspective, 2024 is supposed to be really big. There's supposed to be a lot of shifts happening, changes happening. I think people can kind of feel all of what's going on in the air, and I think it's only going to continue. There's obviously a lot going on in the world right now, so it's very apparent that there's yeah. grave change and contrast happening. So it was really good to talk to her about that and just kind of learn and get her perspective because I love watching her Instagram and kind of seeing what she's thinking about Same. what's happening. Yeah, there's like a wisdom to her that like I feel like I don't have on my feed as often as I'd like. It's true. Mm -hmm. And I, she's, I don't, I actually don't know how old she is, but there is kind of that experience within her that is felt Yeah, that I think I crave because I feel like on Instagram I'm seeing like a lot of like 25 year olds be like, and... Totally. Here's like a whole bunch of wisdom oh my from God, my 25 100%. years of living life. And I'm a life coach. I'm 25 yeah. and I'm a life coach mm -hmm. and I live with my parents. It's all good. <laughs> uh, it's all good, baby. Uh, yeah, she literally thought I was 26. Love that. She was like, are you like, I was like, no. Dude, someone thought I was 29 the other day. I was like, absolutely. I will take that. I, I literally told one of our, when I was in London, she was like, do you need the discount for being 27 and under? Yes. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I was a cheap date. I was like, I am. And she gave it to me. I was like, you're welcome, baby. We'll I'm 27. These cheeks, man, these cheeks don't quit. <laughs> and I think, too, for me, from my perspective of like, what's going on in the world, I think people, there's like a rumbling, you know, there's kind of like a feeling that there's going to be more intensity happening. There's going to mm. be more that we're going through. And I think people are feeling a little unsettled. Might be seasonal, might be just what's happening, but I feel very hopeful. I feel very grounded, but I also get those that are sort of scared. Yeah, yeah. 2020, like if I look at the number 2023, I'm like, it was such a 2023 year. I don't know why. Wow, like when yeah. you look at numbers, don't they have kind of like That's a- interesting, yeah. A vibe to them, kind of odd, kind of off, kind of, Limbo-y? Limbo. That's a really good point. It was almost like a zap zone. It was very limbo. Yeah. Very. But it was almost like we needed a moment to fucking recalibrate sure. after 2020 and 2021. I completely agree. Like we actually needed a little bit of a pause. Uh -huh. It's obviously picking up. There's, again, a lot happening, but we needed a kind of a second. Yeah. Yeah. I completely Before agree. they torture and literally torture us again. And ruin our lives before the elites <laughs> torture us again and ruin our lives. And 2024 is an election year. Oh, I know. Granted, honestly, we don't talk politics on this show yeah, at all. But don't come to us for but, political musings. Yeah, truly. There's an energy to a political year that I'm actually very interested. 2020 was say wild, wild mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons, obviously. But, but yeah, our book. So we have our, we're writing our book and it's coming out in 2025 because they don't really do a lot of books that are 
our type of books in the election period. Yeah. Which is so fascinating. Thank God. I mean, everyone would be like, shut up. We got more to talk about. I mean, imagine our segment on the Today Show. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Trump's like in the next room. So what is this whole... Dude, is I was... Is it about an age? The thing about breastfeeding on your couch... You're watching the Today Show. No sometimes. way, girl! It's crazy, girl. Yeah, I mean, I'll put. So music you're watching on Today Show. I'm time. watching Love Is Blind now. Yeah. It's all good. I'm a Love Is Blind. I mean, addict. I, I would love to get there. I would love to get it's to Love crazy. Is Blind. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm. We need to do a whole segment about Love Is okay, Blind. We'll it's a it. whole. It's a whole thing. But enjoy this episode with Lori Ladd, the great Lori Ladd. I'm excited for you all to listen. We really appreciate you guys listening and subscribing to almost 30. It's been a journey together and I love y'all so much. You've been such a beautiful part of our lives and our community is truly the best. We've always been known for our community of amazing people. You can find Lori Ladd on Instagram. She's Lori, L-O-R-I-E underscore L-A-D-D, L-O-R-I-E underscore L-A-D-D, Lori Ladd. And then she is LoriLadd.com with the same spelling. Again, she's a YouTuber, author, and a teacher on consciousness. Awesome. Awesome. Be sure to follow Almost 30 on Instagram at Almost 30 Podcast. I'm at Lindsay Simsick. Krista is at It's Krista. And if you want to learn more about Almost 30, what we got going on here, almost30.com. Yeah. Morning Microdose is our show, our daily dose of Almost 30. It's like five to 10 minutes, ad-free, all you could ever want from Almost 30. And then TikTok, Almost 30 Podcast, Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. Love you. Love you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Oh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I've been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, yeah, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash almost 30. Okay, I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. I have been doing these Superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like 
this is a new type of audio that um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future, um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just, I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard at the founder not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. I mean, the awakening journey is like this process is literally about being able to recognize, to feel, mm -hmm. to, to have all of those experiences that you're having and to recognize, okay, that's not me. Mm -hmm. This is not me. This is not me. This is not me. And then you start awakening, not just into the darker kind of things that you're feeling, but then you start tapping into like more of mystical yeah, like and just fun like, and yeah, beautiful. And like the, the beauty of like, oh my God, this is a soul that's here. You start opening to but of course, it's like, it's going to be so intense. Yes. And I think for me in the awakening was I was thinking about this recently and I thought about the fact that I grew up Catholic and I think the Catholic church does a really good job of separating the mystical magic from people mm. and it only shows you hell. Yeah. So we actually don't explore a lot about heaven. It's like, okay, I know heaven exists. I don't really know what goes on. I don't really know what happens there, but I know that if I do certain things, I'll get there. But mm -hmm. then I know a lot about hell mm -hmm. and hell is real. <laughs> there used to be billboards in Ohio on the highway that used to say hell is real. There'd be one billboard that would say hell. The next couple feet, it would say is. And the next one, it would say real. There would be the Ten Commandments. It was just crazy. I didn't really even realize that I had access to light beings or like the magical part of the unseen until I was older. Mm. I remember my ex's mom was an angel reader and she worked with angels and mm. she's like, oh yeah, angels are available to you. I was like, they are? Oh, wow. I was like, what do you mean? I felt like I only saw them on the church. I only thought they were like there to support Jesus or there with God, mm -hmm. there to be deployed by God. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that they were accessible to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been missing out on the understanding that like with access when you have gifts, when you access the dark, that you can also access the light and you can really discern, you know, what it is that you choose. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that the greatest gift for, I would say, 
if we were to label the type of like starseed that you are, you know, you would say like you're the like a rainbow child or something, right? Like, I think that's like the name they give like the best ones. Yeah, the ones that <laughs> came in when you came in. But it's like you guys were kind of the first group that came in as starseeds, real starseeds. I, I mean, we're all starseeds because mm-hmm. we all, but, but like the actual ones that are like, because it was around, what year were you born? 88. Yeah, it was around that time where what I consider the star seeds, from my opinion, that that started coming in. And it's like the third kind of wave of volunteers. And the, the star seeds that came in, and you, you being the first round, were there is a deep, deep sensitivity that you all had and still have that was at a time where the collective wasn't even close to where they are right now in terms of awareness and talking about what we're talking about now. So, but the the star seeds that are coming in now are even more sensitive, right? So imagine being even more sensitive than how you were. And that sensitivity is the greatest gift because you're open. You're totally open to accessing so much information and feeling state, which is how we're designed to be. And so there's so much courage. I have so much, like I mm-hmm. bow to the star seeds that came in like you guys, because the amount of courage it takes to know that you're going to be open like that mm-hmm. on a planet that is the way it is pretty phenomenal. Pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. super gnarly. That's why so many of us are closed off is because it's yeah. like, I'm not going to feel all of this. Absolutely freaking not. No way. It's scary. But one of the things that your soul may or may not guide you through is, and what I was picking up when you were speaking, was this is a gift, not a curse. And it's like, how do we start speaking about this? Not from, oh, I'm an empath. and Because mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm an empath and it's challenging for me. It's like, no. That narrative needs to change. It's like you are just a a deeply energetic spirit or soul. You know, in my book, we talk about the amount of light that you kind of bring in and the percentage of that light that you bring in. There's only a small amount of light that you can actually bring into the body as spirit because the body's so dense. And so there's like a normal kind of like, for instance, me, I didn't bring in too much light, but probably like eight to nine percent, okay, of like the complete spirit that we are, that intensity. And like starseeds like yourself, the like kind of first generation of starseeds that I see brought in probably like 11 or 12 percent of that light. And even that much more light makes it that much more sensitive in the body to be in an energetic world. And it's like, okay, you're crossing your fingers as spirit, like, oh my God, am I going to stay awake? Am I going to stay in the body? Am I going to, you know, stay open to all of this? And so then it becomes the programming of, oh, this isn't good. This isn't right. Don't feel that. Don't feel this. Especially if you're in a religious space. And because it's easier to access the kind of lower frequencies, that's what Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel first. Mm -hmm. Like, no, there's so, like, You could probably see souls when you were young. You probably still do when you walk around. So it's like those are the things that we want to get people to remember. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is a soul. The person that delivers my mail, that's a soul. 
oh my God, like the, the, that's the in-path way, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to like change the narrative around that voice. Yeah, the empath thing is something I talk quite a lot about. And it's been interesting lately because I've been had people be like, I don't really understand what it is. How do you define an empath? Oh, I don't like using the word empath yeah. only because it has that kind of label to it and the story around totally. it. And that story and label is that it's people that are not like unconsciously taking on other people's energy and that are victim to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, it's not, not it's, empowered. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, I walk out in the world and I am bombarded and I'm a victim. And I understand that on one level because it is super intense. I'm actually not an empath. So I never understand. I can't ever put my shoes. I love non-empaths. I'm obsessed. I'm like, how do you, we have a girl on our team. She was like writing an email or something about empaths. She's like, what's the opposite of an empath? That's me. I'm like, dude, like, what? It's true. I like, I feel a lot. Like I, uh, but to me, an empath is somebody that unbeknownst to them, they're not in control. Mm -hmm. Okay. They just feel a lot and feeling is energy. It's not like you have a lot of emotions that other humans don't have. It's that you literally can walk into a room and you're like, oh my God, I can feel this person's anger. That person over there feels weird. This person is really wanting to have a conversation with me and connect with me. And you can feel the rooms. You can feel you're feeling energy. The problem with the empath story is there is a belief that the energy from one person goes into you. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go and like take a shower, you have to sage, you have to clean it off of you. This person did something to you. This person's energy came into you. And on one level, that's true. And that's why we feel like victims. But what's actually happening is your body has, it has a beautiful kind of field, energy field around it. We are all spirit and body. So we all are energy in a physical form walking around. I like to use like the metaphor of like bumper cars. Mm -hmm. Okay. But we're not designed. This earthly design is not created so that your energy goes into me. My energy goes into you. That would be a shit show of an experience. It would be chaos, chaotic, confusing. What is going on here? So sovereignty is where you're like, oh, I am my own field. When I connect with you, I feel certain things from you perhaps. If you have like a manipulative energy, I'm going to pick up on that maybe. If you are really draining, I'm going to pick up on that, right? But you start practicing because an empath is open. They haven't learned because they haven't been taught because nobody on this planet teaches empaths how to hold themselves in a field that's in them, which is just, I'm in my field, you're in your field. And so when we start to feel other people's energies, we merge. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you walk away and you're like, oh my God, I'm feeling however they were. They came into my body. They, like, you, you have that. And it's intense. You walk outside and it's intense. You're feeling so much. We have to practice, like, Okay, it's not designed to be that way. It's designed for you to be able to walk out into this chaotic, energetic world and recognize, okay, right now I am sovereign. I am safe. I am in my own field. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in my own field. There has to be like a slowing down, like a stillness, a like, where's my breath? Where am I? And a practice because 
more and more humans are going to wake up into this empath world that don't want to be in the empath world that weren't necessarily in the empath world when they were born. That's what's happening to humanity. That's why I was saying it's perhaps part of where you're, you may be going in some direction is like, how do we change that narrative instead of like a victim state, but more of an empowered sovereign state? Like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm going to feel all of this and it's not me and it's this world that we're in. And there's a curiosity and empowerment because then you're also feeling all kinds of other things and you're not afraid anymore. You're not scared anymore because it's, there's a lot of fear around it. I don't want to feel these things. Well, it's impossible not to. This is what we're in, you know? I feel like it's never going to end. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, that was part of my story. I'm like, if I start feeling, it's never going to end. And I think I became passionate about the empath work when I realized that I think most empaths are starseeds. That it is like, oh, I came with a very specific frequency and a very specific sensitivity. And that sensitivity, all the sensitivities that empaths have, it's what make us human and it's what make like the human experience possible. So it's like the senses, sight, touch, taste, sound, you have it amplified. And I think the more unconscious you are, the more asleep you are, the less empathic you are and the less you need to drink Mountain Dew mm -hmm. and eat candy and watch TV that's really loud and go to raves and go to festivals. So I think about it too, not only like an empath thing, but as our sensitivities increase, we become more human and we become more sensitive to like the experience of being human. So it's like that paradox of being a starseed when you're an empath or someone that's sensitive and then also like being the most human that you can be. 100,000%. I've been like devouring this audible book called Resurrecting Jesus. Dope. <laughs> Have you heard it? I just like titles like oh, that. I'm it's like, so good. By Ajashanti. And I started listening to it a couple months ago because I've been doing more of like an inward journey. And he talks about how Jesus was not the religious figure, mm -hmm. okay? It's the man. The ascended master. Yeah. The man. He embodied spirit and form. And there was like this descending down that he speaks of, Ajashanti speaks of, like the descending of spirit, even though it was always in the body. It's always in the body. But there's this deep dissension into humanness, this coming down into the world and into the body and embracing the energies, embracing the millions upon millions of emotions that you're going to feel, thoughts that you're going to have, and the beauty of this planet, even in the midst. So this is the challenging piece, is when you really start to do that, right? And you are standing, and that's why the star seeds came in with the amount of light that they came in with, is in order to be able to stay as awake as possible to kind of descend spirit into body or be the embodied spirit. And so when we start doing that, we also see everything else on the planet. We see it. We can't go back to sleep. We feel lonely. We feel isolated. We feel like nobody understands us. We feel like we're fighting a battle that nobody else is fighting with us because believe it or not, even though we are all spirit and body, all energetic, it's an intense energetic planet to be on. So we stay asleep. It's a lot easier. And that's why when the starseeds started to 
populate the planet in the early 90s, late 80s, the awakening on the planet took off. It just took off because it was like, it's go time. These human bodies are holding more light. They're holding more frequency. And that's really when the big shift started happening. I think there was the global mass meditation. That was the late 80s too, when like, it's like documented in research, but basically there was a bunch of different places all over the world that decided to meditate at the same time. And they measured not only the human resonance or like maybe it's not human resonance, but they measured the amount of anxiety and stress that then was reduced after or something. There's like some big study that I need to look up. And then one of my favorite books, The Law of One, which is mm. a channel text, was channeled in 88 when I was born and it was channeled like an hour away from my house. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I got goosebumps. So it's like it. that is like when I read that, I was like, oh, this is my family. Like, you know what I mean? When you read your star yeah. family, like this is my family. And I was like, oh, they were there, like dropped me off at school <laughs> to be born in Ohio, like at the same time. But something that I love that you teach about is like feeling empowered by our feelings, because yeah. I think we've been indoctrinated to believe that feeling is a disempowered state, that mm. feeling is feminine and that mm. that femininity is disempowered and that it makes us out of control and that it makes us yeah and I when you shared about that I want to explore it because there's still a part of me that's like is it an empowered state so I'd love to share what you were talking about when you were saying feelings an empowered state oh my god it's the most empowered state and I think that the most freest state is when you are no longer controlled by thought okay so a feeling is an emotion an emotion is an energy Okay, moves through the body. And we are programmed at a very young age to these are good and these are bad. These are good feelings. These are bad feelings. We're told it. If we were never told anger is bad and happiness is good, if we were never told these things and we just opened our Mm. eyes and started doing life, we would literally just feel the emotions. The reason we don't feel certain emotions or we have judgments around the emotions is because we're taught that. There's a story behind. The, that's the only reason. Otherwise, you would feel something. You'd have no label to it. You wouldn't even know what it's called. And you would just be like, oh, this is making me feel. There's a My heart's starting to increase. That's interesting. But that's just not how it works on the planet. And so we have to reprogram how we, the stories that we hold around the emotion. Because if we continue to move forward in this evolution and don't allow ourselves to feel everything, we're going to be screwed. There is no emotion that's going to kill you. There is no emotion that is bad. I don't believe that. I also do not believe that there's no emotion that is in a lower vibrational state than other emotions. And the reason I say that Mm. is because your frequency of who you are, your spirit, doesn't fluctuate based on the emotions you feel. So let's just throw out a number just to kind of understand this. Let's say your soul or your spirit is holding a frequency of 322. Throw it out there. And an emotion comes in like anger, and anger can be seen as a lower vibrational emotion because it has a frequency, let's it's, it, if you measured it, it would be mm-hmm. a, in a lower range of frequency. So then people say, well, it's a lower emotion and, and it's lowering your vibration. If you just let an emotion move through, how is it going to impact your frequency? Your spirit's at 322. Maybe your body's at a different frequency. So not to get too complex mm-hmm. here, no. okay, mm-hmm. but your body is a different frequency than your spirit, okay? And that's why when you're aligned with your soul, 
anything can arise, anything can happen, and you're a badass. You're like, what am I feeling? Anger? It doesn't matter because I'm not that anger. Let it come and move through my body. Is it going to affect my body on some frequency level? Sure, for a few minutes, a few hours, just like our weight sort of fluctuates. Do we always stay at 120 pounds? No, fluctuates more in the morning, right, (laughs) in the evening based on, right? And it's the same with our body's frequency. And so when you can start looking at emotions or feelings as, okay, the spirit or soul within me is rock solid. It's the ego structure that says, oh, this is good or this is bad. And if you have an emotion that moves through your body that you are saying is bad and there is a judgment to it, then there's an attachment to it. Now, if there's an attachment to the emotion, guess what happens to it? stays in the body. So this little energy starts coming through because someone did something to you, okay? And you're now feeling anger. If you judge that anger and say, oh my God, this is not okay. I shouldn't feel this. It's a, a low vibration or it's not okay to express anger. We're all told it's not okay to express anger. Then that anger that's trying to just move through will just nestle in somewhere, right? And then it just kind of hangs out for a while. And you may saturate in that anger a day or two. It may pop up right? Or it just kind of goes away. You feel anger again, and then it can, if you don't just let it move all the way through, you give everything to that anger. You're just like, in this moment is anger. Then it collects again. And that Does that have an impact on the frequency of the body? Yeah. Does it have an impact on your soul? No. So what you want to ask yourself throughout the day is, what am I feeling? What emotions am I having? What are okay? What are not okay? What are good? What are bad? What's the story, right? And recognizing, okay, I am safe, whether it feels good or not, and whether I want to or not, I am actually safe as a soul in a body, as the Lori that's sitting here right now. I am safe. We are safe to feel every single thing that comes through. That is supreme empowerment. Otherwise, you are running from what is. And that's how they've controlled humanity for so long, is there is an underlying fear that we are always running from. And the biggest moments in your life, think about this, the most transformational moments in your life is when you have kind of walked into the deepest fears, right? And you face the fears. And so many people have said, oh my God, when I finally faced that fear, I became free. And that's why. Because when you can allow yourself to be in, face, feel, experience whatever you are most afraid of, you will realize that you're not going to die. You may break down in that moment, but you're not dying. And that you actually move through, survive, come out of it. And when that happens over and over again, somebody can throw anything your way. What are you doing? I'm not afraid of that. You can throw whatever you want. You can't control me. They control us through emotional states because we've been told to be afraid of of certain things to feel, and we've been manipulated into not feeling safe. If you're like, I can feel anything, let's go. What else do you have? Then you're like freaking badass on this Mm -hmm. battlefield. Like, I'm good. And then you can also hold capacity for other people. You know, like that's what I've been. It's been so beautiful to do. Obviously, I'm not perfect, but do that work for myself and then be able to be with people and they could say wild shit. And you're just like, yeah, totally makes sense. I have a dear friend that's going through something really challenging within her family and said something like, 
Yeah, that like normally, you know, years ago, I'd be like, alarming. Now I'm like, yeah, totally. Makes Mm. sense. I am juggling quite a bit lately. (laughs) I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L3 and 8. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. I think for me, with my feeling, it was always like, yeah, when will it end with the feeling? And I remember feeling for a long time, like when there would be so much feeling, I would think about exiting the planet. Mm -hmm. I would think about leaving. I was like, I would rather die. This is too much. What's the point? What am I doing here? Who cares? All of that. And I did a darkness retreat. And I think in the darkness retreat, that was like the biggest thing that I got out of it was like meeting that part of me. Wow. You sat in the dark for- yeah. It was, oh, it was powerful. Wow. It was powerful. How many days? Four days. Yeah. It was really powerful. And yeah, to be with that part, like, okay, why do you always want to, like, what is that? And like, it was really like feeling as the most human part of me, but I wanted to exit my human body. So I was avoiding feeling. I was avoiding like the avalanche of feelings. And in the dark, all I could do was really meet the biggest waves of feeling mm. ever and just be present for it and know that it ends and know that I could process it. And I think that's been what I've taken from it is being able to be with any wave of emotion because I know that it ends. And when you're actually with the full feeling in the experience of when it's happening, oh my God, your energy is so clean. 
Because you're like, you may look crazy to people when you're happy or sad or emoting or whatever because you're actually in it. But then you can move on and you can be so present for whatever's there, like especially for joy and happiness. You know, if I were to see someone that was like more unconscious or the more unconscious version of me, you just have this backlog Mm. of emotions that were never fully felt that you're always carrying around. Mm. So it makes moving on to better feelings so much more challenging. Yeah. Such a beautiful analogy because you're holding the weight. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think I've lost weight because I've lost my backlog of emotions that I would like just hold in my body. I love how you said you may look crazy because the the people that are closest in my life um, and even my audience that I speak to, even a week ago, I was like, I literally lost my mind. I thought I was going to have to go into like a loony bin. I was oh. like, I'm going to call my mom and be like, I'm in a hospital. I can't do my work anymore. I'm well, never going to make money. I'm literally losing. I was literally losing my mind. Yeah. Like, no, like I, I don't know who I am. Okay. I, this is what crazy feels like. Yeah. And I was like going down that weird, there's like a weird line mm-hmm. that you're like, you know, I've been really, this kind of connects to like not wanting to be on the planet because there was a moment in my life where I was really suicidal in 2014. And it was because you don't want to feel what you're feeling and it's too intense Mm -hmm. and it's, you feel out of control Mm -hmm. and it's never going to end. And that- Because you haven't let yourself feel it fully. Correct. You perceive it's never going to end. You perceive it. And what's crazy is that when you start feeling and emoting and just looking like a crazy person because you're like, oh, anger just came out. Here it goes. It leaves. And I don't think I have an emotion that stays with me longer than, I'm not even lying, maybe an hour. Oh, yeah. It comes and goes. Yeah. It comes and goes. But my friends and family will look at me like, you know, they, they're just used to it. Oh, here she, this is what she's doing. This is what she's in right now. This is what, they're, they're, there's no grab or pull. It's not about them. And it's just what happens. And I am so much more free and so much more allowing. But I went into like a real deep practice last week. Like I just did a deep inner practice of just being with myself and questioning thought and whatever. And I came out of it on Friday, almost a week ago. And I just laid in my bed. I was exhausted. I was flat on my bed, couldn't move. Then this thought of who is Lori and then it became like, oh, my God, you don't exist. Like, yeah. this weird. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do you mean I don't exist? Yep. I don't exist. Then, like, who am I? And it's something that, like, you don't really have control over because at the end of the day, we're not actually in control. Mm-hmm. And the ego is in control, which is beautiful. But on, behind that is that we're actually not in control. And so this piece took over and I was pretty freaking scared. I was real scared because I realized, okay, I don't have control in this moment. There are a couple of different ways this could play out. I'm just going to sit back and just allow this moment of I'm losing my mind happen and just pray somehow that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not still crazy. What do you think it was? <laughs> I mean, I know so deeply. What do you think it was? Because I always go to entity, thought form, being, right? that's like messing with me i've had those yeah and it feels very similar explain what those are okay so i've had entities come into me from and what's an entity an entity is just like an energy Mm -hmm. it can it really feels like an energy that's not of the highest light for whatever reason it feels like 
you know, it feeds off of confusion, fear, disidentification. So it will pull you out of alignment, out of your soul's aligned state. It, so the last, in, in 2020 and 2021, 22 and 22, those are the only t times that I've ever felt entities. And it's a they, good time for them on the planet. Yeah. And they They're came, like, let's fucking they, go. They were like, oh, here we go. And I felt it two or three times and I felt it from other people. It came in from somebody else. And I didn't know, because I'd never felt an entity, I didn't know. So what happened was I felt like I'd lost my mind. And I remember calling my mom being like, I don't, and it happened, it lasted for a couple of days. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm usually somebody that just lets everything come. I just feel everything. But this I couldn't get rid of. And it scared me. And so I remember calling my mom and I called a friend of mine. She's like a little, she does like witchery work. And she's like, I think you have an entity. And the moment she said that, I was like, it brought awareness to an entity. And I swear to you, the, it was gone. Like that, I was like, oh, the, the, that awareness brought, it's like the entity was seen mm -hmm. and that's all it needed. And then it was gone. And so it can feel the entity energy. You don't want to think about it because then you're like, oh my God, does, is this yes. an entity? Oh yeah. wait, then you're person? like, is this Scientology? Yeah. <laughs> like, what level are we in at Scientology? We're talking about entities. <laughs> You don't really want to focus on this of story, course, you know, yes. but it is very real. And I think what's most important to focus on about this part is that when you feel not yourself, mm -hmm. really not yourself, you and it can be a little scary. You want to you definitely want to question kind of like what's what's happening? What's going on? Who was I just with? What did they show me some video on YouTube? Because it can come through music videos. You know, you just kind of want to be aware. Was I talking to somebody? It could be a best friend in it, or it could be somebody you never know. It doesn't have to be a person that's doing dark stuff on the planet. Yeah, no. I've had them for sure. Yeah. We've had them a good amount. Being sensitive, you're like, they're like, let's go. Little yeah. hitchhikers. Yeah. Mine have been when I have loop thoughts that are and this could be thought forms, visitors, or just entities when it's I have loop thoughts that are just incessant, will not leave me alone. And I'm like, oh, this is out oh, yeah. of control. Of Because honestly, too, it's whether it's my energy that exists with the experiences that I've been through that already has the thoughts, can be thinking about things so much it can invite a thought form or an entity because I've already created that energy. Whether it's, say, example – say I'm really thinking about my body and I'm really like body insecure or something, then I could invite more thought forms that are like, you should do this. You should yeah. do that. Like, oh, you would be like. And so it's really, yeah, just the energy that attracts specific types of energies. But in my experience, you can go through life never experiencing them. But I feel like as someone that's sensitive, I'm like a very. It's interesting when you bring up the thought forms because. Explain a thought form. Well, thought form is it's like a little wave, you know, a little. That's how I see thought forms. Like, oh, here it comes. Scientific explanation. It's like a little. We have like 70 or 80,000 thoughts a day that kind of move through what you would call the mind, which is also mind boggling. But like a thought form always has a story, right? It's always going to tell you something. And if there's thought forms that loop, a lot of us have thought forms that just loop and loop, and it's the same stories, right? I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. I can't speak. People are going to think I'm silly. I'm too, I'm fat. I need to lose weight. I don't look good in the, it has like the same themes. Those have probably been with us most of our lives, right? It's like, oh yeah, this came from some sort of 
moment in my life where something happened somewhat traumatically or not so traumatically and then it just keeps building those thought forms keep building they just tell you how to see the world it's like you're going to now see the world through this thought form and the thought form is true until you recognize that it's just a thought form and as soon as you start recognizing oh it's just a thought form just like the entity like oh that's an entity then it becomes separate from you it's not you. And as soon as you can start recognizing that the thought form isn't you, then it no longer has that power. But really intense thought forms take you. They grab you and you are off to the races with it. And you don't even realize. And I think on the planet right now, I don't know why I'm starting to whisper again. But like, I know we were, we were like whispering for an hour before we were talking. I was like, why are we whispering? I don't know. Listening to us. Yes. But uh, right now on the planet, I think there's a lot of collective thought forms that we, if you're an empath, for sure, you're going to tap into. And what that means is that if you imagine the collective field, meaning every human body is pulsating out a frequency and there's this big cloud of collective frequency and all these different humans have, if you could hear the thought forms, it would be like, oh my God, this is so loud. There's just so many, so many thoughts, so many thoughts, so many thoughts. And this person's having this thought and blah, blah, blah. Well, when you start to become more empathic or you start to become more energetic, which is what's happening to all of us, if you weren't already born that way, you're going to start hearing thought forms that aren't really yours. It's like, wait, why am I feeling lack all of a sudden? That's a big one. Why am I feeling lack? Why am I feeling like I'm not going to make money? This is weird. It hasn't really been a thought form that circulated your whole life. These are things for us to start to pay attention to on the planet because it's a collective thought form and it's something that we are picking up on from the collective. You just want to start questioning over and over and over again thought. Every thought, we have to start questioning it because if we can question our thoughts, the true freedom is when you don't, when you're free from your thoughts, which mean that the thoughts aren't controlling you anymore. It's huge. It's so powerful. It's also really, really difficult, really difficult. Because it's a thought that creates our reality, right? Thought is the projector that's projecting the movie screen. But we have to pay attention to which ones we are paying attention to. Yeah. I feel like too for sensitives. I often think about, you know, when you go to different places in the world, people obviously have different opinions and perspectives. I can think about growing up in Ohio. There's different thought forms available to people in Ohio than there is in L.A., people think differently. So the energy is perpetuated on different subjects and topics wherever you go. Mm -hmm. But since we've been, you know, in the past couple of years, there's been such a shift and transition in the collective and in our consciousness. Like what have you really noticed over the past couple of years and how would you compare right now to maybe like 2020 when it felt like really wild externally in the world? Like, do you feel like now is an even crazier time for our ascension? Like, how are you seeing this collective shift? Yeah, it's interesting what you say about different cities and different towns, different states. They all have different energies to them. Yes. It is like a collective yeah. thought form mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. plays out, which is pretty powerful to think about which I encourage everyone to play in. It's like, what does it feel like when I'm in this city? What oh, does yeah. it feel like when I'm in this state? Yeah. Like, that's real. Yeah. That's no nonsense. That's really real. So in 2020, I would call it more of a humanity was like in shock, kind of like it was so traumatic that you didn't even really know. Humanity didn't even know what to do. That's kind of the energy. There was a fight or flight response for a lot of the collective 
a deep, deep rattling into a darkness that humanity didn't realize was even there within themselves. And so it was like kind of almost like a dark night of the soul. And I think what the collective feels like right now for me is more sensitive. I mean, that I guess that's why we've been talking about impasse, which is kind of the conversation started, because if I were to really tap into what's happening, and it's that there is more sensitivity with humans. They're just feeling more and more and more, and they're becoming more and more aware of their thoughts. And they're be- they're, the lights, I mean, this is what happens in the process of evolution, in the process of an entire planet shifting frequency. The lights come on. It's like somebody just turned the lights on in this discotheque that I was in, and now I'm seeing everything. This is humanity is continuing to move forward and not being able to shut their eyes. So there's just a lot more feeling. There's a lot more crazy. You think you're going crazy. You think you're going nuts. You're feeling way more and you're seeing way more. And that's whether you're awake or not, you know, even the the ones that are unconscious, it's just the sensitivity level is increasing. Yeah, I think about too, it's like feeling crazy. I mean, if you think about like smokes aside, like takes a drag of my cigarette. If you think about how insane the world is, you're like, of course you would feel crazy. Of course you would feel insane. How many things are just completely backwards, upside down, sideways to the left? Financial system, healthcare system, political system, to name a few. Education system. What are your thoughts on like? So there's the perception that everything needs to crumble for us to rebuild. Yeah. What is your perception of these types of systems and the work that needs to be done for us to shift to finally have a more fair and balanced experience? I don't know what like, so what do you think needs to happen? And then what I guess is the goal? It's so interesting because I think, I mean, for me personally, in the last week, I've been really contemplating, like, how is this going to work? How is this unraveling? I really have. And what are we talking about when we say, how is this going to unravel? So- there's a what I keep calling an evolution on this planet where whether humanity wants to or not, there is an energetic shift that's happening where humans are being naturally moved into new states of beingness. It's just happening. You can't, you, it just is. It's what's happening. And what that means for us is that we have to see how we are being on this planet. So we have to see the manipulation and the mind control and all of this corruption. We have to stand it. We have to see it. We have to see what's happening on the internal level within ourselves. And the more and more you start seeing it and you start realizing there's 7 billion humans on the planet that are part of this, okay? And that you start questioning more and more, oh my God, wait a second. How are we, how do we get through this? And then you, in the beginning, you're trying to change people and you realize, well, that doesn't work. That just creates more chaos and angst. And then you're trying to look forward into the future and see how it's going to work. And that doesn't work because that just creates anxiety. And ideally, like, you know, where are we going as a human species? We will eventually no longer be controlled. We will most likely not have a financial system like we have. We will be in our natural state of freedom where thoughts just come and go, emotions just come and go. And we're in more of a flow state where we're just... We're somehow collectively living on a planet that doesn't have this kind of corruption and greed and control. How are we going to get there? No idea. No idea. And what I have been coming to the last four or five days is I've seen this since I was 12. 
seen everything that's unraveling. And what I know to be true right now is that we can tear down all the systems. We can crumble the governments, maybe. We can crumble the financial systems, maybe. We can crumble the educational systems, but humans are still humans. They will rebuild certain systems. If we don't change internally, we will just perpetuate history. And so on one level, the systems have to crumble, but I'm becoming more and more aware, oh shit, we have to crumble inside. It has to be an internal crumbling first. We have to actually be in new ways. And that's that is much more humbling because... You've done inner work. I've done inner work. It's really intense. And if I recognize right now, holy shit, we can do all, we can put all the people we want in governmental systems. We can take down all the systems we want. But if the human isn't actually shifting and changing internally so that they are no longer in fear, that they are no longer trying to control, that they are no longer living in lack, like... If we don't change those things within ourselves, it doesn't matter what we do in the external world. It's a much bigger conversation. And so like, okay, so what do I do right now? More compassion. Recognize this is a marathon that we're in. Mm -hmm. This is a marathon. It's about kindness, not changing people, speaking truth, being honest with yourself, holding firm boundaries with people. And doing the inner work. More and more people are going to wake up to the corruption, to everything that's been happening, to the control that we've been under, the deep, deep programs we've been handed. And they're going to be looking to those that have already been aware of that and saying, oh, my God. And you're going to be like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Grab my hand. You're going to be okay. We have to be calm. We have to figure out how to do this in a state of compassion so that we can turn around and help the others that are going to be going through this. If we're still in the same chaotic, anxious, angry, frustrated, annoyed space, it's going to be very difficult for us to kind of do the work that we came here to do. But is it important to break out of the systems? A billion percent. Billion percent. You know, I'm very humbled to that awareness, which means like, you know, not to go too far out into like, you know, whatever. But if we're still getting our water from someplace, if we're still getting food from somebody else, if we're still getting heat from somebody else, and if we're still getting money, then essentially there's still we're still under the thumb of something, which is fine. But there is a humility in, in that and a, a settling down. Let's, let's settle down for a second, everybody, and recognize you know, that this is a long battle. And there's baby steps that we're taking and how we are with each other has a more profound ripple effect than perpetuating a divide that we really saw in 2020. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that, that, that 2020 gave us was, wow, we have been living in a really huge divide. And that's separation. I'm separate from you. No, I'm not. The law of one. We're all one, but we li have lived in divide, and this is good, this is bad. This, and it's so difficult to not live in that, but that's truly what 2020 was trying, was one of the big things that 2020 is mm. trying to teach us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was quite the time. And I think about our collective ascension or this process, 
do you, and I don't know the answer, but do you think that there's a predetermined destiny that we're heading towards? Or do you feel like within each moment we are creating our destiny? Yeah, that's such a good question. The human collective, we have the potential to, uh, frequency is always shifting. And so how you choose to be is going to affect your frequency. So if you're always an angry and fighting against the world or whatever, then that, that's the frequency that, that you're perpetuating in your body. That has an impact on the human collective as a whole. If we are choosing to be in new ways as much as possible, as hard as that can be, that has a potential to change the trajectory of the human collective's experience, which is naturally what's happening anyways. We're being pummeled into these new ways of being. But I do believe that no matter what we do, this wave of evolution or ascension is happening. And so there is a outcome that humanity is being pummeled into, which is being in completely new ways. That is an absolute that I do believe is occurring no matter what, no matter how we are right now, no matter how bad it gets. I do not believe that this isn't happening that we are not going to find ourselves in 50 years, 100 years, 200 years, 300 years. The other day I was driving to the airport. I was like, wow, it's only 2023. What happens when it's like 3,054? You know what I mean? Like it's only 2023. Like there's, there's going to be thousands of years potentially on this planet. And, you know, in 500 years, what's it going to be like? Very different. And I do believe that because this is a natural process of evolution where the frequency is continuing to increase and someone's going to say, well, how do you know that? Do you not see an awakening happening on the planet? Well, what's an awakening? Where people are awakening out of a slumber. Well, what does that mean? It means that you're starting to see what has been unconscious. You're starting to see what you didn't see before. That's an awakening. That is a natural process of evolution, even if it seems like it's getting worse. If you are now seeing things that you didn't see before, welcome to the awakening. And so that shows me that we are increasing in frequency. That means the light is turning on. There is more light on the planet. That's all it means is that we are being shown. And so that if that's happening, it's not just going to stop. Then they try to. It's not going to stop. So we are constantly going to be shown over and over and over and over and over again, internally and externally, what we need to see in order to change the way we have been on the planet. It's just a matter of what's it going to look like? How long is this going to take? What paths are we going to go down? There's 7 billion humans. What is it going to take for them to start waking up and seeing things? And then it comes back to, okay, right here, right now, how am I going to choose to be when I go to the grocery store? How am I going to choose to be interacting with people? How am I going to choose to be with myself? How am I speaking to myself? You know, and so and that's, the, that's the human journey. It's insane. It's insane how macro and then how micro. You know, we're like, okay, galactically, we're on this journey. Yeah. Earth is ascending through this universal school. Eventually we'll be Venus and, you know, it's like all these things. And then you're yeah. like, oh, yes. In this moment, am I accepting a feeling that's coming up? <laughs> totally. Is all of it. It's yeah. just like the, yeah. And I think that's what happens within this process is people want the answer to be something more glamorous and dramatic and like glittery than like just be kind to yourself, be kind to others. 
Because when you when you think about the whole rigmarole of the story and like the drama, the mythic drama of life, you want more. But it's like, no, it's actually – it is what's here right now. But I think there's so many people that you speak to that are so feeling so much and affected. And one of the things you mentioned earlier about the water and the food was something you talked about related to like poison. Yeah. And just bodies processing poison. And I think a lot of people that are listening are super sensitive and they – can relate. So can you tell a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, I only share what I experience. Yep. So I can't share, I don't ever share what somebody else talks about. Because if it's not my experience, then it's, what am I doing? A couple weeks ago, I was starting to feel like really kind of weird and not right in my body. And I'm really in tune with my body. Like when I got COVID, I felt like, okay, there is something not normal in my body right now, right? Never gotten COVID. You never got it? Never gotten COVID. You'd never got It's a vibration thing, baby. It's like my biggest flex. Shit, I don't know anyone. I've been that... around tons of people that have had it. Dude, I don't know anyone that hasn't had it. My ex had it like three times at our apartment. You never got it. Never got it. Shit, got you're tested, doing never right. got it. Damn, girl. It's all good. Well, so I don't know what that's like. Tell me. Oh, uh, well, I really don't know anyone that didn't get it. Actually, my mom didn't get it. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So anywho, I know when my body feels off. Yeah. And I'm aware of like, you know, I don't drink water out of the faucet and I'm very aware of what I'm eating and blah, blah, blah. I'm aware of the chemtrails. I'm aware of the 5G. I'm aware of all that stuff, but I, I don't think about it because yes. I'm just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because, you know, <laughs> honestly, you're like chemtrails. You're like, <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, a lot of my friends are like, I turn my 5G off at night and I'm like, fuck it. Listen, it's a good one. Yeah. I've never been one that like really plays in that because- I just feel like, nah, I'm just going to, I know what's happening, but whatever. Yes. All right. Something's happening, especially in California. They are turning something up mm -hmm. because I'm at my house and I listen to intuition. I listen to guidance. I am, I will listen to that stuff. And I keep hearing guidance of like 5G, 5G. 5G. And I'm like, why are you guys telling me about 5G? Like, I really don't want to think about 5G. Like, please stop telling me about 5G. And they're like, 5G, put your phone away, put your phone away, put your computer away, put your computer away. Don't have your phone by your body. And so I started feeling this more. I started listening to this more and more the last couple of weeks. And then they were like, don't eat that food. Don't eat that food. Don't drink that water. Don't drink that water. And I'm like, what are, what's happening? And then my body was like, and I don't eat processed foods. Right. I don't eat crap. I I don't, I drink filtered water. I'm always doing hot yoga. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, there's poisons going through my body right now. There is poisons. And it wasn't like, I felt like it was like 5G related for sure. I felt like. I mean, the towers are insane. It's so insane. So insane. And like, it just freaked me. Mm -hmm. I was freaked the fuck out because. I feel much better now. So like, I don't know if my body's processing it better or I don't know what's happening, but right now I feel better. And a lot of people may be listening and be like, oh, well, you were just sick or something. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. There was something else going on. And here's the catch to all this, right? Like, I, I don't believe in like completely focusing on it all the time because then it's going to it's gonna perpetuate it on one level, right? Like then you're all you're going to be doing is thinking about that, perpetuating it and being in a fear. However, it's real. So there's this like fine line between you've got to empower yourself and recognize what's actually happening on the planet and why are they poisoning us? I don't freaking know why. I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know why this is happening. I, I really don't. 
but it has to do with control Mm -hmm. and it has to do with money. It always comes down to control and money. And, you know, a lot of us are going to be hurt in this process and in this journey. And so the more information we have, the more empowered we can be. And so you really want to walk that fine line of like the knowledge is so important. Where's your water coming from? Where's your food coming from? How often do you have your phone on you, by you, the computer on you, the computer by you? How, you know, are you aware of like the wires and just, okay, just have a little knowledge, but then let it go. Don't hold it because if you keep holding it, then it's, and you're constantly going down those rabbit holes, that has a more profound impact on your body because it's the fear. You don't want to have fear in your body. Yes, you can be aware of all of this and not have fear. Yes, you can talk about the poisons and not live in fear. Like, yes, you can be aware and not have that fear. And so we're going to become more and more aware of what's occurring. We're going to realize that they're poisoning us and whoever they are and Mm -hmm. that this is happening. And on a deeper level, is it forcing us to start finding new water sources? Is it forcing us to figure out how we're going to maybe find our own food? Is it forcing us maybe to not no longer be on, you know, the little devices that basically have, run our lives, run our lives and have our, all of our information and everything that's happening is happening for the evolution, everything. And so if you start investigating more and more, it's like, oh, well, this is curious. Like, where am I being guided to? You know, oh, I'm being forced into more and more organic food and then even more organic food and then even more like you no longer eat the organic food. Now you're looking for like the triple organic Mm -hmm. food, the organic food that literally the farmer pulled it off the tree as opposed to like the organic. So it's like everything's moving us into this like deeper space of we're actually going back to our natural state, Mm -hmm. which is like kind of living off the land. But here's the other thing. Like if, if. I've always said this, like, I'm not going to have, like, some homestead. Like, let's just not. I will if it's, like, chic and bougie. Yeah, like, well, I'm not doing I think the... everyone's like, I want to yeah. live on a farm. You're like, yeah, that, no. someone else runs that's, like, bougie. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's be yeah. real. I'm going to... I want the good things in life, okay? So if the 5G no is... More. If the 5G is there, the 5G is there. If the the poison food is there, the poison food's there. You know, I'm going to go down, like, with enjoy... The ship. Yeah, I'm going down with the ship. Love like, it. I'm going to get burned and, like, poisoned and... I'm in for all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not running to the fucking hills and the, no, I'm going down. But I'm okay with that. It's not your path. To yeah. Be, you know what I mean? Someone's yeah. path is to do that. You're like, just yeah. going to be in it. Yeah. I'm just going to be in it. Yeah. And like, I'm just going to, you know. I'm That's gonna... what I was thinking about recently, actually, because there's like a lot of the spiritual paths you can take is, you know, living in an ashram, going to India, yeah. doing all of these different things. And I was like, oh, I guess my spiritual path is just like living in LA, <laughs> yeah. doing my own little LA spiritual thing. And I was like, that's just my spiritual so path. Because it, you can go really deep and you can, ha- can have mm-hmm. it look a certain way. But yeah, I feel like with all of that information, it's like I hear about it once and then I'm like, okay, this feels like truth for me and my body. And then I just kind of move on yep. and try and, you know, just be preventative as much as possible. But It is a lot of information. What amazes me is that humans are, the way that we are with so much poison around us, with so much of an effort to keep us asleep, keep us sick, keep us unwell. You know, I'm like, wow, the fact that we're actually moving around the world. (laughs) We're resilient. We're resilient. With everything that there is, it's like, it's kind of amazing that most of us haven't eaten nutritional, like 
for that period, especially when they did like TV dinners and just all that like crap food in like the 80s and 90s. The fact that we actually still made it out alive, me eating only fruit roll-ups and like fruit loops for like five years. It's like, how are you even living? It's true. It's wild. But something you mentioned too, I think, is about intuition. And our audience loves to learn about connecting to their intuition. And I know it's just something that they feel like the connection wavers sometimes. They feel more connected and they don't. So I'd love for you to talk about connecting to your intuition. Yeah, it's so huge for us. And it's even more important now more than ever because your soul speaks through intuition. And so your soul is always going to be giving you these signals and the louder it gets out there, you know, the more information that you have to digest and it can seem even more and more difficult to listen to intuition. But here's how I've always seen intuition versus the ego, because you're either listening to ego or you're listening to intuition, which is soul. And here's how you can start distinguishing between the two. First of all, intuition always is guttural. It's always body for me. It always feels like it's coming from my body. Ego always feels like my mind. It always feels like a thought. Intuition doesn't have duality or preference. So it, it doesn't have a right or wrong. Where there's, It's not like a school teacher. It's like you need to do this, don't do that. You should do this, you shouldn't do that. It's not going to argue with you. It's not going to tell you why you're doing what you're doing. It's just a very direct go here, do this. Let this person go. And if you're like, why? It, it won't really answer. It's like. Yeah, because your ego's like, they're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like they <It's> suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so then the ego, the ego will say, don't do this because of dot, dot, dot. Mm. Don't break up with them because you're afraid. Don't break up with them because you're going to be alone. Don't break up with them because it's going to hurt you. The ego says you can't leave your job because you're not going to be able to find another one. It has all the stories, right? The ego is very much dualistic. Intuition will never be dualistic. It's very calm and it's very forthright. It's like, you're not going to be at this job for very long. It's like an offer. Yeah. It's like an offer. You, you know, you date someone for the first couple of months and the intuition is like very first date. Nope. You're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to listen to you. The intuition is like, you won't be this, you don't want to date this person. That's it. Very straightforward. The ego's like, nah, I don't think so. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going like you for see it him? anyway. He's rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So intuition is, it's an internal knowingness. It's a knowingness. And it has no rhyme or reason. It has no story to it. And the ego is going to question. And the ego is going to, are you sure? How do you know? The ego's going to, you know, and a lot of times it's very difficult to follow intuition because it doesn't always lead you to where you think you're going. And in fact, intuition is going to perhaps lead you to where you don't want to go. That's big facts. Yeah. Underline, underline, exclamation point, exclamation point, retweet. <laughs> Gen Z, what's up? But that's what I've, if I've learned anything, it's that. It's like, my ego's like this path. This path, this path is where we're going because of whatever ideas I have. And the intuition's like, how about this one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about this one? Bigger and better than you could have ever imagined, but you haven't even imagined it a lot exactly. of times. Yeah. That's the thing about like trusting and following intuition, why we don't, is because many times when you follow intuition, you're also not in control. And then what that means is like you have to kind of blindly trust what intuition is telling you. So there have been times where I've been, I've had friendships and intuition is like this, you need this friendship's over. Oh my gosh, the same. And it's like, come again? Uh-huh. 
And you're arguing it. You're like, no, it's not. They don't mean that, that you know, they're, they're this, they're that. I, I'm, I can make it work. And it's like the intuition is like, no, this is complete. And it makes no sense. And you don't want to end it. Why would I end a friendship? And what I've experienced in my life is like, eventually I know that it's going to end whether I fight it as the ego or not. And many times we have to let the ego fight for a while and then it gets tired of fighting. And what has always been there, that intuition sort of wins. But it's really difficult to follow intuition in those moments because it's really difficult to do what it's asking. And so you have to give yourself grace you have to give yourself permission to maybe not follow intuition until the ego gives up. And what happens when you start watching that process of the ego fighting against intuition and then eventually the intuition will win, meaning that what happens is what the intuition has always said. When that plays out a couple of times, then you start trusting intuition more. And then you start doing what intuition wants, even though it makes no sense. It's a fear. You're afraid. You can't see the future in that or even how it's good, but you start trusting it more and more. And then when you do that, when you realize, oh my God, I've got my own back. Mm-hmm. So my soul's got my back. Intuition has me. It always has me. It always knows more than I, the ego knows. Then you start moving and living in more of a flow state where it's like, I just am following what that intuitive knowingness is and off I go and people think you're crazy. Well, why'd you just do that? Well, my intuition was telling me that. Well, why would you do that? You don't even have a, you don't have a plan. You don't know what's going to come. You're like, it's what I've been guided to do. It's intuition. And we don't live that way. We're not taught how to live that way. But man, if we were, if we really started, and we are, we're starting to live that way more and more, but it's, you're not going to feel in control. You're not going to have the answers. And you're going to be pushed into new directions that you didn't necessarily choose. That, that's how I've experienced intuition most of my life. It's not like this beautiful thing where I'm like, yes, thank you, intuition. It's usually like, what? Come again? Yeah. I, I want to be friends with that person. Yeah. I want to stay in that relationship. Yeah. I want to, I don't want to leave this job. I don't want to leave this job. I don't want to. And yeah. you're like, yeah. Or like when you're an entrepreneur, a lot of times what I've oh. experienced, what I've experienced is like, oh, this no longer resonates. Intuition's like, it's time to do something different. You're like, I'm pretty sure that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, is- have you seen my bank account? Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure. Not true. I'm continuing to do this. <laughs> and yet there's this thing that starts, and what happens I with know. intuition is it doesn't go anywhere. I know. And then it just, it just gets louder and louder. So it's this faint little whisper and oh, to try to trust that you're like, oh my God, no. And it gets louder and louder and louder. It doesn't go anywhere. Intuition never goes anywhere. Beautiful thing is you get to do whatever you're going to choose to do. If you are listening, you will eventually have no choice but to listen to it. I had a friend where my intuition was like, yeah, this isn't, this is a type of friendship that a patterning and a type of friendship that you've outgrown, mm. that you're still, you're in here. It was like, this isn't a place for you. And I was like, it is. And then I blew it up weirdly, which I never, yeah, I was like weird. I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, got it. Totally. I would have just been like, I accept, I submit. Could have, yeah. you know, could have been peace. Yeah. And just, it wasn't like super dramatic, but it was yeah. just one of those where I was like, I know I heard and I, I understand. Yeah. And just, it's like, 
I wish I would have just nodded in the moment like, yep, got you. Make it simple. Make it simple. Make it simple. Make it easy. Make it peaceful. And then we can we can just move on. But that's really the goal is to wait or to like listen before your guides have to walk in. You know, the your soul has to walk in and be like, all right, mm-hmm. if you're not doing this, oh, I got to do it for you. Yep. I got to make things happen. Yep. And it usually is not not your favorite experience, uh-uh. especially when you've listened right to your gut. And when you're working in collaboration with your soul by listening to the intuition in the moment, there's no better feeling in the world. No better feeling in the world, especially if it's a hard thing. If you do a hard thing that's soul-led, nothing better. It gets you high. It does. It's so empowering. It's so empowering. It's so empowering. It's addictive. Yeah. And it can be some of the most difficult decisions that you'll make in your life. Yes. It has been for me. Yeah. When I follow intuition... And it's those have been the most. I mean, anytime I follow intuition, it's always it can be definitely not what I want to do or or where I want to go. It's it's interesting the more we're talking about it because it's like, oh yeah, usually intuition, you know, even with people in my life that on one level are just amazing humans, amazing humans, but on an intuitive level, it's like this is not good for you. And you're like, but they're amazing humans. Intuitively, it's like, this is this is going to end at some point. You're like, what? There's this voice inside of me. We'll show you. We'll show you. We'll show you. It's like, oh my God. Okay. You're like, is that a threat? Yeah. like Because <laughs> I, I hear that a lot in my oh, own yeah. inner guidance. Yeah. What I've realized is they can be amazing on their own, but the specific type of chemistry that we have together is creating a dynamic that is not serving me and I need to go away. They need to go away and we could potentially come back and we could have a different chemistry within our energies that would no longer create the pattern or dynamic that's like holding us mm-hmm. back. But yeah, so oftentimes with people yes. in situations, you know, where it's like... And I think as women, we've been so cut off from our intuition for so Mm -hmm. many different things, especially around dating and relationships. You know, it's like, oh, don't be silly, not trusting your inner guidance and the fear that women or whoever has of being alone potentially Mm -hmm. drives people to not listen to their intuition in moments. Huge. It's huge. Not wanting to be alone is huge. Yeah. And that's like a cellular desire. You know, Mm -hmm. we're connective creatures. It's Mm -hmm. like... It makes so much sense, but it drives so many people. Yeah. This has been so much fun. I've loved it. We've ripped. And I've had so much fun. I feel like we only scratched the surface and we had our like hour prep before <laughs> just ripping. Ripping in the kitchen. I would have loved to have heard that conversation. I know. That one's, that's is what always happens. This is my, my dream in my life is to be able to say everything that we said in the kitchen, you know. Yeah. You guys can interpret. You guys can DM us and guess what we talked about. <laughs> what are you excited about? that's like going on in your life right now? Like what is really just like lighting you up or inspiring you? Ooh. Honestly, being more in this human experience, just being more like I was on the airplane and I'm because I've been really solo for the last three years, just like inward in the cave alone, you know, and so really devouring like it's all the different humans all the different unique humans the ones that are living life that I can't understand and the ones that drive me crazy and just I'm really lit up and devouring just the craziness of this human journey I know it's like 
I'm, it's almost like a dropping deeper. And like you said earlier, I'm, there's this beautiful, profound dropping deeper into the human experience where I'm starting to see it through the lens of like, oh my God, this is a miracle. Yeah. There's a miracle. Uh-huh. Even I've... though I'm getting caught up in like all the shit that I get caught up in mm-hmm. and I have all the relationship crap that I have and whatever it is, there's still something that's dropping deeper into me of like, oh my God. This is our one human life that we have in this lifetime as this character. Holy shit, I came here for this. I came here for this. What is it that I came here for? I don't even know. But the miracle of that is is starting to drop deeper and deeper. I don't know. That's really what's lighting me up. It's like awe. Like I'm yes. just in awe. Yes. I'm like, oh my God. Because I even in my I'm in my human experience and I'm like, oh, I'm experiencing death and birth and transition and transformation and I you know all the things I'm like whoa 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 I'm just like watching it I'm like whoa this is just insane and then I look at people and I'm always this is my thing that I always say I look at someone that's like living a life that I would never and I'm like wow God made that yeah God God was like I'm not done yeah we need them we need this person you know what one more that like just like this and just like the miracle of all the things and yeah, because it's like when you really are on earth and you're looking at like a cat or you're looking at just like flowers or anything, you're like, what? It's so beautiful here. It's so beautiful. Like Mars is so ugly. <laughs> Why are we going? It's serious. I mean, like, it's disgusting. Honest, like it, this is a really important perspective, I think, that is difficult for us to have right now because of how chaotic it is and how loud it's getting out there and you know, the internal things that may be happening in your own world where you don't want to be here and it's intense and whatever you're going through divorce or death or I I don't know. And still there is a lens that we can use that's like, holy shit, there's like, how, how do trees do what they do? How does fruit, how does fruit come off of a freaking seed? And like, how, like there, there is still that we can still find that in this human experience and it can shift us like just like that and if we can start to use that lens and it's like okay god is god is in you god god is god is whatever you want to think god is it's emanating through everything it doesn't take away your pain doesn't take away your intense thoughts doesn't take away the corruption and all the other stuff that's happening but it's all a miraculous like you even hear the street, the horns out there and the cars. It's like, how are you going to choose to look at this? Mm-hmm. How are you going to choose? We can focus on the 5G and the, all that shit. Or we could be like, oh, my God, I have a phone that I literally can push like live. And then I can connect to like hundreds of people in one moment. Mm-hmm. It's a freaking miracle. So what's the lens that I'm using? I'm literally like practicing that all day long. Mm-hmm. What's the lens I'm using? What's the lens I'm using? What's the lens I'm using? I love that because it's what you can control. Yes. You know, that's what I'm just all, I'm like, what can you control? Right. What can I control? Yeah. How I'm looking at things. Yeah. What I'm focusing on, all of that. I'm so grateful you came. I'm so grateful you invited me a long time coming. I know. Long time coming. Oh. And I was so grateful. Danielle. Yeah. Our dear friend, Danielle. We have to shout her Danielle out. Danielle Page. She's incredible. The best oh. for connecting us. Yeah eat her up yeah so thank you for coming on yeah thanks for having me you're welcome it's like a soul connection i know i'm meeting my soul (laughs) fam lately okay guys we'll see you later bye thank you guys so much for tuning into almost 30 thank you Lori. i love this woman i want to do work with her next year i want to like bring 
her more to our community. Yeah. So, Lori, we really, really appreciate you. We have so many more spirituality episodes. If you want to go to almost30.com and check out the podcast section, there's the spirituality section that has so much more of the episodes around spirituality, around our awakening. You can also search Spirituality Almost 30 wherever you listen to podcasts. But there's plenty more where that came from. We have over 600 more episodes. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank you so much for your support and love throughout the years. Be sure to subscribe if you're a new listener. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.